The young horsemen raced furiously down the road, leading from the army camp of the Mauryas to the royal capital, Patliputra, shimmering from afar in the dazzling light of the Indian sun. All scurried aside humbly until the rider's wide fluttering cloak vanished in the cloud of dust that whirled behind him in the burning air. The face of the audacious young rider was of a dark golden bronze, his sharp features powerful and energetic. His brilliant black eyes flashed like lightning below the shiny white turban of Chinese silk, greeting the fortified city whose five hundred towers crowned the walls of sturdy palisades. The stallion's hooves clattered over the bridge to the south gate. The guard snapped into submissive attention for the wild prince. Without glancing aside, he rode up the broad king's road. Yonder rose up from behind the dark trees in the park, the bright palace of the Morias. Not until crossing the bridge, he slackened his pace, galloping through the gate into the vast gardens before finally reining in. With one vault, he stood besides his sweaty steed, flocky with foam. Lovingly, he patted the horse's neck before tossing the reins to a hastily approaching slave. Jubilant laughter of girls and young men rose from the boating lake in the middle of the wide lawn, bordering a lush and exotic park. He walked up briskly, riding strap still in hand, till he reached the bank where clear water flowed from the mouth of a huge stone dragon's head. Stunned, he halted, his keen eyes catching the sumptuously decorated boat with its deckhouse of finely carved teak. The oarsmen rested on command. Nubile young maidens in wispy kashi muslin, their glossy black hairs adorned with colourful flowers, skipped lightly over the gangways and through the roomy deckhouse, chattering, laughing. What was it that brought forth such youthful excitement? At the rear of the boat, towering above all, stood Prince Sumana, his eldest brother. The young beauties squabbled cheerfully as to who would be seated beside him as Rani or Queen. Sumana, ever susceptible to the charms of young female beauty, watched amused, curious to know who would win the game. The young horseman, too, looked interestedly at the enchanting scene, though his face betrayed neither amusement nor annoyance. His eyes twinkled when he noticed Aradi among the bevy of beauties. More excited than the others, her voice of a higher pitch, her bearing more confident. Suddenly, one of the party-goers sees him. Prince Ashoka! Startled and unpleasantly surprised eyes turned towards the bank, peeking frightened at the silent young man. Aradi's upper lip curled haughtily. Why don't you ride over here? Young Kunti called out with a mocking smile in her dark eyes. Yes, come, come here. Tell us who the crown prince's queen should be. The others now too scoffed and joined in the fun. Yes, come, ride over. It was impishness since the heir apparent poser had begun to surface in the capital. Ashoka took a leap and to the great consternation of the merrymakers, swam directly towards the boat, gripped one of the heavy oars and with his muscular arms hoisted himself onto the vessel while a slave supported the oar. Sumana, irked by his brother's untoward presence, 
ordered Vatsa, the boat's helmsman, to punish the oarsman. A harsh blow with a bamboo stick landed ruthlessly on the black back. Ashoka calmly grabbed Vatsa by the neck and with one quick movement of his arm tossed him overboard. And there he stood, wet and dripping, in the midst of the horrified group that seemed to scatter like a haze before a gust of wind. So, beautiful maidens, who shall be Rani? May I suggest the beautiful Aradi?